Welcome to the After Show, where we explore the message behind the message. I'm Pastor Sean, and today I have with me our speaker from this weekend, Pastor Jason. How's it going, everyone? So, Pastor Jason, this was Thanksgiving. Uh, Hopefully uh, you and your family enjoyed uh, some time with no more than 12 people from no more than two households. How did that go? Well, it was just the five of us, uh, and if you want to count the turkey, it was six of us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But my daughter came home from college, and... uh, and she's here till January. So we had a great time just being together, um, checking in on our family members all across the country. So a nice relaxing time, uh, definitely fulfilling, uh, but at the same time, just loving the fact that we truly have so much to be thankful for. And I know it sounds cliche, but in the year that we've had uh, in 2020, we truly are grateful and thankful to God for all of his many blessings. Yeah, God's been so good. And this year certainly was different, but at the same time, very restful and, and very meaningful. Uh, at least that's how we found it for our family, and hopefully uh, those out there found that as well for their families. You know, we do have so much to be thankful for, including even the warnings that God gives us in His Word that preserves our path to, to life and to health. Amen. We have a lot of thankfulness, and God loves us so much that He, he gives us warnings. He gives us promptings to make sure that we stay on the path that he laid out for us and we don't get tripped up by false prophets. And we make sure that we're following God truly with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, it was a fantastic message. Uh, it was, you know, Thanksgiving. And, and so we're all in, in kind of that thankful mood. And then and it's a, a bit of a weighty uh, subject considering the yeah. warning that Jesus gives. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting to me, you brought out some great things, but you started off by talking about the, uh, the costumes or the clothing that mm-hmm. is worn. And I just thought maybe we could dig into that a little bit more uh, on this podcast today uh, as to what some of those things might look like in our current culture. Yeah. Uh, what type of costumes, what type of disguises might be worn. And it's really interesting because Jesus gives us in, in Matthew uh, 6, verse 1, he gives us the first occurrence of this word beware or right. watch out. And in that one, he says, beware that your motives aren't wrong right. and, and when you're performing righteousness. And now here he says, watch out for the motives of others that they may be disguising behind being on your side or being for you or beneficial to you, but it truly is leading to destruction. Right. What, what are some of those disguises that you see in today's culture? Well, um, if, you, if you remember in the Old Testament, uh, you know, the, the devil is described as an angel of light. So... There's all kinds of costumes. I'd imagine back in Jesus' day, the, the appropriate uh, costume, if you will, the, the, the sheep's clothing, the wolf in sheep's clothing. But today, you might have people who look and talk like us. They could be uh, TV evangelists, or they could be slick salesmen, uh, female or male. Depending on what arena you're in, uh, they're going to look like us and wear those costumes of regular average Joe and Jane, those but at the same time, if the message coming out of their mouth is, is, is one that's contrary to the gospel, uh, mm. more important than actually what they're physically wearing, what are they saying? And, and then realistically, I think it's a call for us to uh, really pray for discernment. You know, how yeah. am I going to know? I mean, in today's culture, there's so many different images and costumes that how do I pick it off? How do I, how do I see clearly? We need the discernment of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom from God to really give us clarity as to really what people are wearing and uh, in essence and and what kind of disguises are going to are set out to to distract us and also to lead us off the path that God has for us. So true. So true. That's that's so good. In thinking about that, 
you know, Jesus is using an illustration that was common to the people of his time dealing, you know, with a, a very agrarian culture right. and shepherds and shepherding. We, we see that theme often, even from the Psalms. And, and then Jesus evokes those same images. And uh, so when he talks about, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. what was interesting to me about that was though the wolf didn't come in in shepherd's clothing. Right. He didn't come in as a false shepherd. He came in as one of the sheep yes. of a, hey, I'm one of you right. or you're one of us. And the deception really was that what was in the heart was not to be one and was not to have a mutually beneficial relationship, but one that truly benefited and took uh, for the benefit of the wolf. Yeah. What, what are some ways that you see in today's culture people might present as being on our side or for us or saying, hey, I'm one of you or, or, or you can identify with me. You, here, here's a group and you're one of us. Right. And in reality, the message is really destructive to who God has truly designed us to be. Well, I mean, it can present itself in many platforms. I mean, you can look at it from an aspect of maybe someone's watching this today and, and they're at work and there's a coworker and you, you may befriend someone and they may seem like, hey, they're really nice. They have similarities that I have. And then uh, oftentimes you may hang out after work or maybe get invited to their home. But eventually uh, who they are outside of those workplaces or outside of those other arenas is going to really uh, reveal who they really are. You know, um, mm. there are examples of, you know, hey, I went over to somebody's house and, you know, they were listening to dark music or they were listening <laughs> to things that I didn't agree with. And although at work they presented one way, when I saw them in a different arena, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, taken aback by that. And then you have a choice to make at that point. Do I go with the flow, stay hanging out with this group, or do I chart my own path that God laid out for me? And oftentimes, you and I both know the sad story is that people get swept up into the groupthink mentality. It can happen in career, uh, at workplaces. It can definitely happen in a church body in the sense of, I don't want to go against the grain. And if you're in a false church or a church that doesn't preach the gospel, um, then you can be led astray. Julie and I had this happen to us uh, in Pittsburgh. One of the stories I didn't bring out uh, when we lived in Pittsburgh, there was a, our neighbors were very nice. And I would say they invited us to their church and, and we both went and we thought it was nice, but we thought something was off. We just couldn't figure mm. it out. And it just seemed to be, once we got the doctrine, it was more cult-like than it was Christ-like. Wow. And uh, it led us to really understand that the people living next door to us said the right things, did the right things, well-mannered, well-manicured, and, and didn't appear to be in some kind of cult. But when we dug deeper, the Holy Spirit was like warning, warning. And so we were able to quickly see that. And I'm thankful to God that we were able to, he led us to the right church there versus the wrong church. Yeah, that's so good. The, the thing that often draws us in is that desire for connection. Correct. Is simply that desire for belonging. And, you know, we see this in students. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see it in college age. Uh, Definitely in college. Young married couples, you know, connect with other young married couples. People going through a similar, you know, challenges in life. Uh, You mentioned the workplace. Yes. um, And even sometimes the church. You know, not everybody that comes into the church comes in with the right motive. And and that's clearly Jesus' point here is that, you know, just because somebody's in the building doesn't mean that they are of the same heart and of the same substance and character. Right. And so, you know, he's telling us to to be on guard, you know, be aware of motives. And so, again, looking back to, you know, the the earlier part of the Sermon on the Mount where he says, you know, pay attention to your own motives. Correct. You know, 
don't be doing your right things to be seen, but make sure that your motive is to truly come from a heart that's giving and generous as your father is giving and generous towards you. Right. And so then now we say that, you know, not everybody that, that comes in, you know, in, in sheep's clothing necessarily has a heart for you. Correct. Um, and we've had examples of that. I mean, on my, my tenure here at Calvary, I mean, I've had a woman come to my small group, nice lady, but it was just, again, something off. And then when we dug deeper, she was all into new age uh, uh, religion, crystals and things like that. And, and you would never know it from the outside. Um, but when you got to know her and you got deeper into the relationship, the, the conversation, what was in her heart began to come out of her mouth. And you began to see as a, as a believer, something's off. And then, you know, I was able to partner with some of our other senior pastors and leadership here. And we actually talked with her and said, Hey, we want to just ask you some questions. And what, what I'll never forget, Pastor Sean, is that um, one of the pastors uh, asked her, do you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God? And mm. she refused to answer that question. Wow. And I mean, going here, sitting in the pews every week, part of the body, body of Christ, coming to a small group, but she never accepted Christ, her Lord and Savior. Wow. And she had an alternative um, uh, theology that she was following. And then as Christians, we had a response. We didn't kick her out of the church. We tried to love her in Christ, right. but because she had a, she refused to believe that Jesus was Lord, eventually she went away. And so it was a, another example of someone coming in, uh, connecting, especially the large church like Calvary. And then eventually um, we had to find out that they really didn't know or believe in their heart that Jesus was Lord. Again, that's when Jesus is talking about, you know, someone who has beware of these people who come in, yeah. watch out for them. Um, and what I, we found out later on is she had a group of people here that she was actually, you know, friends with. And then we had to reveal the truth to them as well. So the damage was more than just her. Yeah. It was going beyond her. And people yeah. like that do tremendous damage to the body of Christ. And they look to pick off the victims one by one and then unfortunately yeah. pull people out. If someone's isolated, they're maybe in a uh, maybe they don't have a community connection. They find that one person who is, you know, uh, a false prophet, if you will, yeah. or alternative believer. And then they get them isolated. They go off on their own and then you, that person disappears. So it's our job as shepherds of this house uh, to make sure that we are tending to the sheep as best we can and yeah. trusting that the Holy Spirit will help us to identify who's, uh, who's, who's fitting this category of false prophets. Yeah, so good. You know, and, and uh, uh, the writer of, of Romans talks about this as well. And uh, you brought out the, uh, the passage from Romans chapter uh, 16, you know, uh, verse 17 and 18, where it says that where we're deceived is in our mind. Yes. And that the false, you know, false to uh, teachings, false uh, teachers, what they do is they convince the minds of things we want to be true. Back to that costume, back to that, you know, Satan as an angel of light. Yes. Um, portrayed in the context of progress or as you mentioned, it alternative or options, because we love options, don't we? Correct. Uh, we like to be able to choose for ourselves, just like we wanted to in the garden, right? right. And, and us decide what's right, what's wrong, as opposed to knowing what God's Word says. And so, you know, thinking about the counter to that, I heard uh, years ago a, a description of how to teach a banker to recognize counterfeit money. And one of the ways was not by exposing them to all the varieties of counterfeits, but to simply give them lots and lots of the real thing to to begin to, to handle and to look at and to become familiar with. And the more you knew the real deal, 
the more you would spot a counterfeit on site. Wow. And so that made me think, you know, if, if the deception is in our mind, if, 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 if strongholds, you know, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty to pulling down strongholds, yes. areas that we're convinced in our mind of things that are unlike God. And so we need to cast down imagination and high things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Yes. Then what is that? What is that lie detector that we have available to us? What is that real deal that we have to know to be transformed by uh, to not be conformed to the image of this world? Right. And I think we get that really clearly in Romans 12, 2, where it says, don't be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. And elsewhere, we're taught that that happens by the washing of the water of the word. And How important is getting the word in us to recognizing false prophets? Well, it's, it's, it's everything. I mean, who would have thought that over 2,000 years ago on, on the pages of Scripture, Jesus spoke these words, and then here in 2020, we probably have a proliferation of people yeah. who are false prophets. Uh, I can't tell you how many people um, during this election season and beyond, there were so many people saying the following, I've heard from God hmm. and they, wow. their outcome, they prophesied from their own desires, their own feelings, um, but they attributed the voice of God. I heard God tell yeah. me this. And then when that thing that they claim that God told them does not come to pass, but yet they've shared it thousands upon thousands of times right. in technology. The only defense we have is what the word of God says. And the word of God will reveal that's not consistent with scripture, although yeah. it sounds alluring, although it's on YouTube and it has a fancy intro and a lot of video and graphics. But if the substance of what they're saying goes against God's word, then it's false. And that's why it's so important to know what the word says. One of the one of the outtakes yesterday was to dwell in the word. If I'm dwelling in the word. Yes. As you pointed out, I'm going to spot the counterfeit immediately or my spirit is going to uh, say that's wrong. There's going to be red flags going up. And I think that we have to understand what am I feeling as a believer? Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. And, and the, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. He's saying, watch out. He's saying, don't uh, give heed to this. I remember a time when I was um, probably in college and I was curious about different religions. So I'm looking up and doing some research and I'll never forget the time I went on my computer and I, I clicked on a Mormon website. And for the first time in my life, I mean, the impression from the Holy Spirit was so strong, Pastor Sean. And I could just, it was like, don't look past this page. And the moment I deleted it off of my uh, website and the moment I deleted the cookies, the, 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 the conviction left. And I thought, wow, God, thank you for sparing me for whatever I was about to view. The Holy Spirit was like, don't look at that. And I think that it was because I had the word in me, because I knew God, yeah. God's prompting um, the word of God plus the spirit of God is the defense. Plus, he talked about yesterday the fruit. What is the fruit of their lives? Um, the words are convincing. But what's the fruit saying? The words are so the words are attractive, but the fruit is rotten. And therefore, we have to be a, a pay attention to the rotten fruit that is actually being um, displayed beyond their words. So good. Is it is it dividing? Is it isolating? Um, is it causing us to question what God has clearly said Correct. As, as we know? I mean, that was the first and still the most prevalent deception. Has God really said? Right. And, and then you, trust? and you go from that to, you know, I'm not just a false prophet trying to deceive God's people, but then, you know, later on in this text, he talked about people who are actually think they follow Christ as mm -hmm. believers. And yeah. Jesus is saying to them, those scary four words, depart from me. I never knew you. Right. And it's like, wow, uh, Lord, uh, I never knew you is, is hard to hear. But 
I want people who are following God to have that obedience to God's word and to his will to back up their, 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 their calling. And there's a lot of people who don't want to hear that message, but it is a check for us. Am I following Christ fully heart, mind, and soul? That way, when I stand before the Lord, um, the works I've done on this, on, on, on earth are going to be uh, for his glory and for his purposes, yeah. not my glory and my, and my fame or my en- enriching myself. And so many people putting on a show for Christ, hmm. but yet there's no obedience. And God's saying, be true followers, heart, mind, soul, be all in or be all out. There's no in between. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know even when I was young, I was, you know, just really um, drawn to looking for evidence of the spirit of God and things. Cause Galatians five gives us, you know, really good description of yes. the fruit of the spirit versus the works of the flesh. Yes, sir. And, you know, and one divides one is, wasn't one is about self and, and the other is, is love and joy and peace. And, and what's the product of interacting, you know, what's, what's the outcome and not just the short term, but sometimes we got to look, you know, what's the long term fruit of pursuing this type of thinking or, or this, uh, or this philosophy, or this uh, worldview, if you will. Right. You know, I, I thought uh, also is really interesting. You know, you brought out that this is a warning. Yes. And so many times, God gives warnings in our life, and it's almost like you know, just imagine we're on the the we're on the deck of the Titanic, you know, and and we're up there and we're seeing the warning going iceberg, <laughs> iceberg iceberg, you know, ding, it's coming. ding. It's coming. And every time that radar swings around, that sonar swings around and it says, hey, warning, warning. And then sometimes we're just so frustrated at the warning. We just want, we just want to turn off the alarm. Correct. We just want to, we want to shut the word of God off. We want to shut off the, the voices that are saying, hey, be careful. Hey, watch, watch your step. Because uh, it's like that we feel like the issue is simply that we're being annoyed by the alarm when the alarm itself is trying to keep us from destruction and lead us in a way that leads to life. And that's a great point. The alarm, realistically, let's be honest, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's the love of God. He loves us so much that he wants to warn us, saying, guys, pay attention to this. And he's prompting us, move away from that. Just like he did with me when I was in college. Don't look at that website. When I look, think back to that now, I'm like, God, thank you that you were so loving that you warned me, yeah. you gave me that. Because there's been times where, you know, truth be told, we've ignored the warnings and we paid the price and the consequences have been uh, devastating. And so uh, for this context right here, Jesus is like, I love you so much to tell you disciples and people of God, beware of those false prophets. Watch out. Make sure your motives are correct when you're following me so that you don't become that person who gets led off the path. Because again, the, the road is wide and, the, and the, the gate is narrow, but the beauty of it is if we stay on that path, the end result is we get closer and closer to God's heart. But unfortunately, we have to contend with, in 2020, going into 2021, false prophets, counter narratives, trying to pull us off and distract yeah. us. And we have to be alert, I think now more than ever, and be aware. And the only way we can yeah. do that is to dive in his word and ask God's voice to be the loudest voice that we hear so, so that it drowns out the voice of the false prophets. So good. I, I know in 2020 with uh, coronavirus, we, one of the reasons you and I are about 12 feet apart here today instead <laughs> of around the same table. We're safe. <laughs> uh, we've all become junior epidemiologists, right? <laughs> Correct. And uh, we've learned all these terms that we uh, weren't familiar with before, like viral load. Do we get know? an online degree for that, Pastor Sean? I, I sure hope so. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking about that in terms of, of the spiritual 
you know, and the disease that comes in and it comes in uh, so easily and then it takes root and then it multiplies. And so thinking about that in terms of viral load, how many messages am I listening to every day that are not God's truth versus how much of God's word am I inputting every day? Because the one that I increase the most... If I build up the immune system, then it's going to deal with the disease. Yeah. But if but if I'm not in the Word and and I'm uh, saturating myself with messages that are counterfeit or counterproductive to what God says is the way that leads to life, yes. then I'm exposing myself to the potential to be led astray. And yes. I thought that was so awesome that you know that you kind of brought that out. Um, well, that is all the time that we have here today. If you enjoyed our, our series, we hope that you will subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as the podcast as we provide these every week. Uh, also, you can find all of our messages here, including this past week's message with yes. Pastor Jason. So please check that out. And uh, we love you guys and we look forward to seeing you next week.